Have you noticed that um, spring has arrived? Yeah? The, uh, the, there's, I don't know, you just look around and it, there's such a freshness, isn't there, in nature. Um, the, you know, the leaves are appearing on the trees. Uh, the blossom is coming out. Uh, yesterday, uh, Kate and I went with our two daughters and our grandchildren over to Temple Newsom. Anybody been to Temple Newsom? Home farm? Um, it's a delightful place. But what is so striking about it at this time of year uh, is the life. There are new chicks, there are lambs, there are foals, there are calves in the stalls. You know, there's just this breaking out of life. Um, We drove down through um, just south of Ilkley the other day and Kate and I both simultaneously noticed how the river, the River Wharf, was full. You know, the, the, the rivers were in, are in full flow, you know. And there's this sense of just life breaking out on every side. It's, it's brilliant. I love it. I love this season of the year. Um, why am I holding this poor, um, <laughs> this poor branch? <laughs> Uh, yes, untimely removed from its, um, its setting. Um, I just want to give us uh, a way of just being hold up to, a way of holding on to what it is I believe that God is saying to us at this time. Um, if I were to ask you, what is it about the tree that enables the the leaves to start to appear and the growth? You know these very tender shoots at the end of the branches to start to reach out and extend. What is it in the tree? It's the sap, exactly. Um, if, we, if we just peel back the bark, you know, there's a, there's a sort of... There's something, uh, something fluid, there's something uh, soft in there. That it, and it's the sap that is the source, if you like, of the life that is coming in the trees. And um, I want us to remember that because I'm going to come back to this during the course of what we're going to talk about this morning. Just this last week, there was a a really powerful weather system over the UK. I remember hearing on the radio or somewhere that it was sitting over Bristol. I was thinking, well, that's okay. But this, um, there was this deep low, this, this depression sitting over the UK. And you will have noticed, and maybe some of you, like me I suspect, um, grumbled about the, the wind and the rain that was being produced by this weather system. Now, if you're, <coughs> you, you will have noticed this, I'm sure, but whenever, and I know, for, I know for starters that Ben Jones is one of these people, whenever you're leaning into God, everything speaks to you. It's true, isn't it? That whenever you're pressing into God, there's, there are things that you see and you pick up around you, and it has a, a significance beyond the immediate. 
And so I was thinking about this. You know, it, it struck me that when there was this low over the UK, it created the conditions for the wind and the rain. And I was thinking, oh boy, the wind and the rain of the Holy Spirit coming to a nation that so desperately is in need of you. And uh, I just want to throw that out there because I believe that God actually is setting up the conditions for us to see, to witness and to be part of uh, a move of God that is going to be fulfilling, if you like, the word that Stuart was talking about. Now is a time of fulfillment. So what I want to try and do this morning is to help us understand the times that we're in, to be able to tie that into where we are, and to help us to know what to do. Um, And I'm not going to make this complicated. As a, um, just as a kind of review, if you like, to set this into context, over these last few months we've been talking about building this kingdom, this kingdom which is a kingdom always of increase. And as our plan, our major plan to see this kingdom built where we are, we've talked about life groups and we've talked about the the principles that give shape to uh, these local expressions without hopefully restricting them or trying to shape them or force them into a particular form. But we've talked about things like um, prayer. We've talked about things like relationship. We've talked about things like teaching and discipleship. We've talked about things like breaking bread. We've talked about things like being accountable, like Mark was talking about last week. If you've not heard it, go onto the website and listen again. Talk about it together. Chew these, these things over. We've talked about things like developing a culture amongst ourselves of honor that we then extend out to people beyond ourselves. And we've talked about connecting with our communities where we are. Now, all of these, if you like, are they're like windows that we can look into the house. You see, you get to just take a different perspective. As you look through a different window, you're looking into the same thing. And <clears throat> what I want to do is just to um, take those things that I've just been mentioning, those principles, I want to take them off the preaching desk and I want to help us to kind of get them into life. Because all of those things are merely just looking in on the expression of life that God is giving amongst us. I want to start uh, with a decree. Uh, I was preparing to speak today about something completely different. And then... Middle of the week, I got hijacked. Um, As I was praying, I heard something in my spirit 
that I can only describe as a decree that was uttered in heaven. And when, whenever we hear the decree of God, we know this. We know that we here in the earth, we are then authorized to utter the same decree. And as we do, the thing begins to unfold and expand. When we speak with the same voice as heaven, it's like we connect an electric circuit that allows this current of the Holy Spirit to flow. Now, uh, I'm not sure where, where we're all at in relation to this, but I want us to catch this sense that our word is something, because we are made and recreated in the image of God, we are like God in this respect. When we speak in line with God, our words are creative. Isn't it interesting that in, even in popular culture right now, and any of you seen it, the program on TV, The Voice? That, um, for those of you who don't know, uh, it's another one of these kind of um, competition talent shows with, uh, you know, the judges and all the build-up and all the, oh, all the schmaltz and everything else. Um, but what has been recognized, I call it the Susan Boyle phenomenon. Um, what people have recognized, it, it's, it's not the looks, it's not all the production, it's not all that sort of stuff. It's the voice. And I think, yes, it's true. We do not see anything around us that didn't first come out of the voice of God. God spoke out of what was in his heart. So when God said, let there be light, light came out of him and became apparent. It appeared. And it's the same with us, that when we speak according to the word of God, then it cannot not but happen. So I believe that, you're all I hope you're all wondering, what is the decree? Well, I'll tell you. The decree I heard was one very simple word, growth. This is a sign. It's, it's what we see going on around us in nature. It's just a sign of who God is like and what he does. But when I inquired and I asked God, I said, God, what do you mean? It became very, very specific. And this is where it got very exciting for me because... I know that God is about growth. But I felt that what God was saying was, I want you, not just me, you, this company here, God was speaking growth. And so, you know, I say, okay, well, is that growth in maturity? And God says, no, numbers, people. And so this morning, I want us to be making a decree. 
to agree with God that actually we as a company will see growth in terms of numbers of people being added to Christ. I believe it's time. I believe it is time. I'm going to ask you to do something. I've I've had my few minutes. Um, Just around your table, where you are, I want you just to talk for two minutes maximum about where it is that you sense, as you're listening to me speak this morning, where it is you sense that God is opening up the possibility of growth. You know, which people group or which, which, which area of, of life or area of the city. Just talk briefly. Just share together. And let's start to uh, foster amongst ourselves something which will start to put legs on this thing that God is speaking. You up for that? Yeah? Great. Okay. Right, two minutes. Just talk together about where you see this growth happening. Okay, I'm going to break in. Sorry to interrupt you. I think it's always, uh, people said, haven't they, it's better to leave people kind of hanging on with more to say than uh, to run out. The first thing, that our starting point really, is this expectation that comes alongside the decree that we are to grow. So that brings me to my second point, which is this. And... uh, God's already been speaking this, you'll notice, this morning. Uh, how many times have we heard about seeds? If God's design is for us to grow, then what do we do about it? And uh, I'm conscious in speaking about this aspect that actually I'm getting on a moving train. This is not something which we're having to start to move along. This is actually something which is already... I know it. It's already happening um, amongst and around us but the point is this that we cannot be passive it's also true that if we do not grow we die it's true isn't it and to pick up that thread around the seeds every one of us has got seed in our hand whether it is as we've heard of seed of hope Seed of faith, seed of prayer, seed of power, seed of word, seed of good deeds, whatever it is, we have, we all have seed in our hands. And the great thing is that we've got loads of it and it's not going to go away. Um, I've, I'm realised, I don't think I've mentioned Bible yet. I mentioned, I better do that, haven't I? All right, let me give you a scripture. 1 Peter 1, verse 23. 1 Peter 1, verse 23. You have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable seed. Through the living and enduring word of God. God's word has produced new life in you through the regenerating work of the Holy Spirit. 
another Bible verse, Titus 3 verse 5. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit acts on the word of God. That's why the decree is so important. Do you remember Genesis 1? The Spirit hovering over the waters until the decree came forth. And then the Spirit was able to couple with the word and produce what was given. So God spoke into your spirit at the day when you were born again and the Spirit of God caused life to erupt on the inside of you. Isn't that fantastic? The living Word of God came to your heart and the Spirit of God brought life into being. You've been born again of imperishable seed. So his seed lives in us and our part is to sow that seed, the seed of the kingdom, wherever we are. And my appeal to us this morning is this. Let's do it intentionally and let's do it with faith, knowing where it came from. So let's be alert. Let's be alert to the opportunities to, to sow. To sow into, well, let's, let's think. Um, it might be the lives of other mums in the playgroup. It might be our mates in the lunchroom at work. It might be the people whose, um, Simon, whose kitchen you're building. Um, great blessing, by the way, to have these guys in our house recently, just doing, doing our kitchen for us. Fantastic. But God gives us opportunities, doesn't he? The, the young guy who's filling your bag at the end of the, the uh, supermarket checkout, you know? The, the lady on my street that doesn't get out so much. There are all these opportunities, and it's, it's about this. It's not, this is not rocket science. Let's do people good. And let's win them to ourselves. Let us simply win them to ourselves. And because Christ lives in you, they are being won to the Jesus that you carry. So let's just do them good. And trust me in this, there will be opportunity for you to give words to the gospel that you've already preached. Yeah? Well, what about our, our life group? We, talk, we talked about that a bit earlier. Um, how about finding out what kind of seed we have as a group? So, just a, a brilliant example. Next week, Kids Club is starting a dance session for youngsters. Here in this building, how did that come about? Well, one of the groups purposely got together around their own interest and talent in the performing arts. It's seed. Now, you might not be any good at that kind of thing, but what about the skills you have got, like uh, decorating or gardening or mending cars or fitting kitchen cabinets? Sorry, I haven't really got you in my sights this morning, Simon. It's okay. Uh, do you have spare time to visit the sick or the infirm? 
Um, that one little thing, I was reminded about this when I was thinking about it. One little thing we did as a local group a few years ago, um, we went and stewarded at the local street festival that takes place in our area every year, uh, which is a great way of just building connections and relationships, but actually being there to serve the community, not with an agenda, just to serve. Listen to what God says will happen with the seed when you sow it. This is from Mark chapter 4, 26 to 28. Mark 4, 26 to 28. This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces corn. First the stalk, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. When we combine our imagination with faith and trust the Holy Spirit to open the doors, who knows what can happen? So one of our principles for a life group is about connecting with our communities. Well, God's put all kinds of stuff in our hands to do exactly that. Okay, I'm just going to give you another couple of minutes just on your tables just to, just to talk to one another about what seed you have. Yeah? Um, I've already mentioned a few, but I mean, think about things like this. Um, for somebody who goes in and, and um, you know, does reading assistance with young kids in school, you're touching the lives of these young people. What about, you know, you may have a gift as a soccer coach. Uh, you might be a musician. You might give lessons to people in their homes. Um, you may be somebody that God has gifted with a special kind of gift of mercy. These are all seed that God's put in your hand. Now, just two minutes around your tables. Just talk about your seed. What is it that you can think? Just those things immediately come to mind. Two minutes. Okay, I'm going to call us back again. Sorry to interrupt you again. Remember, we've spoken about a decree which heaven has uttered concerning growth. And growth without our response will only ever remain a dream, but what God has done is given us seed to plant which brings me to my third point, which is about rain to water the seed. And it relates to uh, revival. We've, we've had a word many times in this city, and only recently, again, God has spoken. Do you remember the, the coordinates of latitude and longitude where God spoke and said, revival is coming to this city. Now, God has spoken that to us, but it's not for us. It's for the city. But it, what that does, it conveys with it a, um, a sense of weight and responsibility upon us because we've heard the word. So I want to help us try and connect with it. Um, there's a, a man who I... Um, deeply respect, who's no longer uh, with us in an earthly sense, Arthur Wallace, who was a prophet and 
teacher and pioneer of the charismatic movement in this country several decades ago. But Arthur uh, wrote this. He said, Revival is more than big meetings and great excitement. It's more than a a large harvest of converts. It's more than large numbers of believers being revived and filled with the Holy Spirit. One may have any of these without revival, and yet revival includes them all. Having prayed for a reviving of God's work, Habakkuk then describes what he sees in vision as the answer to his prayer. And this is where he quotes, God came, his glory covered the heavens, and his praise filled the earth. That's Habakkuk Habakkuk chapter 3, verses 2 and 3. Only two words, God came. But they furnish the best definition of revival that I know. It is a visitation of God, characterized by his glory, his praise, and his power. God came. I want to be in the place where we're not only saying God came, but the world is telling us God came. And we're saying, and God is here. The Bible offers us a type when it comes to this kind of visitation. It's called the early and uh, the spring or the latter rain. You heard that expression before? The early and the latter rain. We find it first in Deuteronomy, and I'll read you the scripture, Deuteronomy 11, verses 13 and 14. This was a promise that was given to the nation of Israel as they came into the land. And God says to them, So if you faithfully obey the commands I'm giving you today, to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, then I will send rain on your land in its season. Both autumn rain, that's the early rain, And spring rains, that's the latter rain, so that you may gather in your grain, new wine, and olive oil. The the planting seasons in Israel were the opposite of ours. Uh, There, if I can just explain briefly, the early rain came in the autumn, and what it did, it was filling out the soft fruit. So things like the olives and the grapes, oil and wine. Have you heard those before? What do they stand for? The the Holy Spirit, aren't they? The oil and the wine. The latter rain came in the sort of March-April time and it was there to bring on the grain harvest, the cereals, the bread. It speaks to us, doesn't it, of the Christ. So, we have these two seasons of rain. 
And the two, these two outpourings in Israel's own natural history had to do with the harvest that you may gather in. And to judge any move of the Holy Spirit, we can use this criterion that the Spirit's work is always focused on the harvest. Now, I spoke at the beginning about the, the low. You know, the weather system over the nation um, and how it produced the wind and the rain that we've seen in recent days. And I've also drawn attention to this amazing fullness that there is out there in the natural world at the moment. And both of these things, to me, are signs of what is to come. I want, this, I, I want to tie this decree about growth uh, and the seed that we have to the word that has come to us as a city about revival. And what we are praying for, quite simply, is this. is for rain to water the seed to the end that we gather the harvest. There's a scripture in Zechariah chapter 10, right at the beginning of the, of the chapter, where it says this, Ask the Lord for rain. In, in some versions it says in the springtime. In other versions it says this, Ask the, the Lord for rain in the season of rain. Doesn't that sound like an odd thing to do? Well, if it rains, why ask for it? But God says, no. Ask the Lord for rain in the season when I've told you rain is due to come. So we have a, a word concerning revival coming to the city. Are we not in the season of rain? Is, is God not saying, ask me for the rain that I've promised? We say one of our functions as, as life group uh, is to be places of powerful prayer. I want to encourage us in those places of prayer to be asking God for the rain. I'll mention at this point, tomorrow night we'll be getting together again to pray. We met last week to pray. Uh, usually we meet up in the loft, uh, 7.30. Last week we began to pray in the, the revival. And there was all kinds of stuff that God was speaking into us about that whole thing. I want to encourage you, if you, unless you've got some other priority, I won't say, well, what is it? But do, 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 come and join us for those times of prayer. Okay, I'm going to finish. And I'm going to finish like this. The decree <clears throat> concerning growth is one that we've been authorized to take up. So God is listening for a voice. A voice on the earth that corresponds with that in the heavens. So God has given us the invitation to swell the declaration, to speak back to heaven this word growth. So to come to remember, what is it that's rising right now? is the sap. Can you read that? God is calling us to be a people who speak. And I don't just mean talk. I mean we speak the word of God with a faith that comes from the heart that we are speaking what God has said. Second thing. 
Faith without works or without action is what? It's dead. So, if we have a faith that what God is after is going to come about, then let's be people who do this. We're people who act. And I'm tying that to the seed that we put in our hand. Let's be people who intentionally, actively are doing people good just where you are, just where we are. But let's put it into action. And thirdly, the sap is rising. We speak, we act. The last thing, let's be a people who pray. Pray for rain in this, the season of rain. Let's not let the word of God fall to ground that is fallow, but rather let's pray for the spirit to soften the ground that will fill up and fill out what God is producing. S-A-P. What does it stand for? Indeed.